We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pack a Day podcast. It is the day before the Super Bowl. I am Jason Perrone, along with my co-host of Packer Report, Mark Eckel. Mark, happy Saturday to you, sir. Same to you, Jason. How you doing? I'm doing okay. I would be better if there was a game of interest tomorrow, but fortunately, well, you... Think, yeah. <laughs> We'd also be nervous wrecks. I would say, yeah, but I'd rather be a nervous wreck. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. I'm and I would, we'd be doing this show. I'd be, I'd be on a you know, balcony somewhere in Miami, so... There you go. But uh, fortunately, we do not have to preview the game. That is tomorrow's show. But we do have what we do have for today for the two of us is a year in the year in review the tight end position. So we're going to talk about the Packers tight ends. But I did want to ask you since you had a chance, if I'm not mistaken, to cover and attend a Super Bowl. I know it was a while ago, a but we, a well, we've talked about it a while. I mean, it was a while ago. We we t- talked about it briefly, but. Um, any what, like what was your favorite part of that that whole experience? Which what what covering covering Super Bowls? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll tell you the first one I covered was the, the, the when the when the Bears beat the Patriots right for the the, the blowout game yep. forty six to okay. ten or something, and that was cool. And then um, I really know what I was doing to be honest. That was my first one, so I was kind of like wide eyed and didn't know what to like you know. Um, then I then I covered all the well, I, I covered all the ones in the twenties, 
twenty to twenty nine, and then and then we stopped, and then I covered when the Eagles played um, when the Eagles played the Patriots, um, in what was that thirty nine Super Bowl thirty nine. Um, and I'll tell you one thing: it's a lot easier and a lot more fun covering a Super Bowl when you're when the team that you cover isn't in it, because then you can just do stories about whatever you want, and everything's new. Um, your bosses are just, you know, yeah, just give us a couple, you know, do a John Elway story if the Broncos are playing, or do a, you know, Jim Kelly in the, the K-Gun offense. You know, it's, it's, I mean, it's been written a thousand times, but not to my readers. So, um, you know, it's fun, and, you know, it's a, it's a good time. When your team is in it, it's not fun. It's not fun at all. You you work nonstop. You're worried about anything that could happen off the field. You're worried. It's it's. Believe me, I don't. I don't envy the beat writers of the Kansas City Chiefs or the San Francisco Forty Niners um, the last two weeks because it's it's a lot of work. It's listen. I mean, it's part of the job. I'm not complaining about. It, I'm just saying, but it's not. It's not fun covering covering your team in the Super Bowl. It's a lot. It's tons of work. Well, could you? Okay, so could you imagine being like a Raiders beat writer and the center is like yeah, a wall. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or or the Eugene Robinson yep. scandal in Atlanta. Stanley Wilson with the Bengals. Yeah, just it's crazy how some of these things happen. And you don't know. You don't. I mean, even but you know, at least I mean, they're all bad. They're all crazy stories, obviously. Um, but you don't know. So I mean, we had I had Terrell Owens. You don't know. What, you don't know what he was going to do. Well, you what know? he what he ended up doing was, was, uh, was playing, playing with playing the, 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 yeah, you know yeah. he had a broken foot and he played one of the games of his life. Right, right. I mean, but again, you don't know. I had Freddie Mitchell. I had, you know I had characters. That I had to, <laughs> Packers, fan, Packers fans are very familiar with Freddie Mitchell. Yeah, unfortunately, they only play guy ever made in his life. Yeah, so uh, boy, that's that's a boy. This is a perfect time to segue. Uh, so you know, for those of you out there watching the game, enjoy the Super Bowl. And uh, just remember, as soon as the Super Bowl is over, the second that game is over, it's the 2020 season, and the Packers are zero, everyone zero and zero again. So. Talking about the Packers' tight end position, which was not without its discussion this year because of all the various things that happened. So what I think I want to do is start with a couple of the smaller names on the depth chart, and those are Evan Bayless. And Evan Bayless was a, a practice squad tight end who was called up into action, like you mentioned we were, before we recorded. You mentioned when Robert Tanyan got hurt in Dallas midseason and Jay Sternberger was still on injured reserve, uh, Bayless was activated as a, a you know break glass in case of emergency option because I think you, you said Jimmy Graham was iffy on one of those yeah, weeks. Yeah. And so Evan Bayless didn't really – he didn't make a mark, and he's not a given at all going into next season. I'm sure they'll invite him to camp and, and practices, but uh, no, without knowing what the team's going to do in the offseason, Evan Bayless's future is very uh, uncertain for the Packers, and that's about the extent of it there. And then – the other one's a little more of a story because he wasn't always a tight end, and that's James Looney, who was a defensive lineman who spent time on the practice squad. And then all of a sudden, midseason, we find out that they've decided and discovered that he can catch a football and that he, he can play tight end. Um, that, that is an interesting As far as Bayless, I'm not even – I wouldn't even – I wouldn't bet money that he's even going to be at camp. I mean um, – Yeah, it's possible. They've obviously – I mean, if he is, he's going to – it's just because they – they're filling out the roster. I, I think they're going to add enough tight ends, either through draft, free agency, undrafted free agents, whatever. Um, that Bayless won't won't be in the mix anymore. I think he had his chance and really didn't make the most of it. Looney, though, I mean, 
again, it's it's a reach, it's a it's a long shot, but it's interesting. Like you said, he he was drafted as a defensive tackle, defensive end, whatever you want to call him in a three four. Um, it, it'll be interesting. I, I I guess he'll get his he'll get a fair shot in in camp and in preseason. Um, we'll see. We'll see on him. What do you think? Well, what I think is this. I think, And you're right about Evan Bayless. I agree with you 100%. He may or may not be, be in camp. Looney is the – re, the reason I even mention it is because I'm, I'm kind of pandering and catering to our audience. And you know, I'm sure Packers fans aren't exclusive in this, but fan bases love stories like this. Like oh, yeah. everybody's going to want James Looney to break out and be this, like, you know, catching the winning touchdown in the Super Bowl next year. Because the Packers obviously are going to be in the Super Bowl next year, right. and everybody wants Looney to be the guy who's you know running down the seam, a la Keith Jackson, and catching a, catching. I'm not a, sure that's what it's going to be. <laughs> right, and that's that's my point. My point is that that's it, you, you know like you said, it's a long. You've got the realistic point of view. It's a long shot. It's cool, but if this is the plan, then we should all be very worried, right? right. So they better not. Yeah, they. Yeah. Um, I know, and I'm 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 ninety eight point nine percent plan that the Packers were like, hey, we don't need a tight end. We got we, we got Looney now. We're we're good with Sternberger and Looney. No, 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 no. If Looney makes it, if he if he makes the transition and and he makes the conversion and he makes the roster, he's going to be your. I would think he's going to be a blocking tight end slash fullback slash. Move guy. I mean, uh, he could be a tight end that doesn't even catch more than doesn't even catch a pass. You know, he he might strictly be a blocker. Well, then, yeah, and then so then you're essentially because I'm assuming Danny Vitale will be back. I'm not. And well, I'm not a, not at all. But go ahead. Well, it's a full it's fullback. You never know. I mean, if Ted Thompson and Mike McCarthy were still in in Green Bay, there could be three or four fullbacks on the roster, but. But you essentially then well, if you the, the Packers signed the fullback to a futures deal a couple uh, right after right, they, were, they were still playing like the kid from West Virginia whose name escapes me right now. But Vital's not a lock. He didn't he didn't show me much. I mean I, I think they're a little disappointed in him this year to be honest. But that's another position. Well, but if they're going to keep if they're going to keep a fullback, be it whoever, right. and you keep James Looney in theory, then that's a roster spot that you're taking away from right. somewhere else. Exactly, and that's why I'm saying I don't know. We'll see. But, hey, Looney's going. He's going to get an opportunity. Uh, they wouldn't have done this during the you know during the middle of the season for no reason. I mean, and 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 they moved him from a position where they could use somebody. So it's not like they you know he was a a cornerback where they, the Packers seemed to have a little bit of depth. No, they took a defensive line, and they could use. They, let's be honest, they needed them. They they they're a little thin at defensive line. And made him a tight end. They saw something there, so he'll get a he'll get his opportunity. And I listen, I, like you said, it's a great story. If he makes the team and he's a tight end, and even in, even if he's the third or fourth tight end, and that's still a good story. But I, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it'll be. It'll be a good good training camp thing to watch. Well, there'll be plenty of talk and coverage on it because that's just the way it rolls in, when it comes to summer Packers football. But. That is the Evan Bayless and James Looney stories. And so moving into, you mentioned Looney potentially being that blocking tight end. So let's talk about Mercedes Lewis then, who will be 35 years old this year. And finally this year, the Packers realized that 
he might be able to catch a football or two. Now, he can't be an integral part of the offense that way, but he caught a few balls, caught a touchdown against the Giants. They used him a little bit more in the passing game beyond his blocking, which was above average. And I will say this, and Mark, you may not even be privy to this because I know that we only do this show every other, other, every other week. I was asked, I had a conversation with some other co-host buddies of mine that, on some other shows about Tremont Williams. And he's not a tight end, so I'm not going to spend a ton of time here, but there's a reason. I said, I don't know that I want Tremont back because he plays cornerback and he's going to be 30, what, 36 years old, 37 years old this year. Now, Mercedes Lewis, so then for me to turn around and say, now, if Mercedes Lewis wants to play another year, I am absolutely for the Packers bringing him back. Mm-hmm. Because I think, even though he's he's at the similar age, I think blocking survives age. You know, if you're a blocking tight end, that survives age a lot easier than running with slot wide receivers. Is my point. I agree with you 100. percent And I basically said the same things. I, I did a story for Packer Report last week on the Packers' um, impending free agents and gave a, like a little opinion on you know who I well, both who I think will be back and who won't and, and what I would kind of do. And I agree, and I love Tremont Williams, just like you do. But thinking at a 37, thinking that he can still play at 37, hmm, I don't know. I mean, that's that's asking a lot. And they and there is some depth there as well. Um, we'll see, though. I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't yell and scream if they brought Williams back, but I wouldn't yell and scream if they let him go either. Um, but, but, but getting back to Lewis, yeah, I mean, again, I'm going to give him the same deal. If he's willing to come back on a one-year deal for about $2 million, why not? Again, and nothing guaranteed. Bring him to camp. If if he shows age in camp, if he if he looks like wow, he has kind of lost it. And getting back to Looney, if Looney's looking like hey, this guy could really do it, well, yeah, I'd rather have a guy. If Looney is is just a good a blocker and can do everything that Lewis does, and I'm not saying he can, but I'm saying if, well, I'd sure I'd certainly like to have a guy ten years younger making half the money. Oh, of course, because and you know, big dog is. You know he's he's a stable veteran, and I know that the quarterback likes him a lot. That's, and that's that's important. That is that's important. He, he's a good teammate. He's a very good good teammate. Well, he is, but I think I I trust this locker room. I don't think there's any bad. Fortunately, there's not really many bad guys or any well, bad guys on this team. So they might, Aaron, need, <laughs> they might need a bad guy just to get, maybe that's what they need. Think maybe that's what they need to get over a hump. Like not a terrible. I'm not talking like a mass murder bad guy. I'm talking like a somebody with a little bit of. You can have one. You can't have too many, but you can have one. Well, and for another time, we could break that down because I've had I've long I've long had that theory that if you look at Packers teams that reached the Super Bowl and there aren't a ton, or that got really far and that were really good, I mean, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, I wasn't too confident going into the game against the Niners a couple weeks ago, just because the matchup didn't seem to look didn't seem to favor so to see your team get to the conference championship and then kind of not feel that great about it wasn't as much fun but teams where I've been like hey this team can very easily win this game make it to a super bowl those teams typically have a couple dogs on them so speaking of which this is you know we're talking about the big dogs so that was another fun part of the season was, uh, you know, Mercedes Lewis gets a, an audible call. Basically, his name gets shouted out. His nickname gets shouted out loud, and then off he goes. And I think that's when he caught the touchdown against the Giants. Right. Yep. So, uh, Mercedes Lewis, 
you know, he was he was serviceable. He did what he he did what he was supposed to do. He actually sprung a couple of key blocks on on runs. No, he's, for, he's, he's like like you you hit it around the head. He's an above average block, mm-hmm. without a doubt. And, yeah, and, and I mean, if he wants to come back, and like you and I, I couldn't agree with. You know, I'm I'm repeating you because I agree with it. You're right. A 35 year old can still be a good blocker. I don't think you lose your. I mean, look how long offensive linemen play. You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't think you lose like. You can lose speed, obviously. You can lose a lot of other things um, as you get older, and eventually you 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 probably lose your blocking ability as well. But um, depending on what the Packers do this off season in terms of signing or drafting a tight end, Lewis will. Pry, and it seems like he wants to play. I haven't heard him talk about you know not wanting to play again. So um, yeah, I, I think I think he'll be back in that same role. You know, if his body's able, I can't. I don't see why he wouldn't come back because you you assume that they're going to have just as good a chance next year sure. to do something. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to come back and play for a contender, you know, if he was if he was going back to Jacksonville, he probably would just hang it right. up. But or look to sign somewhere else, or look to yeah, look to go somewhere else. But at this point, he's kind of etched a little bit of a home here, and I mean, it would be not you know. There's a lot of reasons why I want the Packers to win a Super Bowl, but if Mercedes Lewis getting his first one is part of it, that's that's not too bad either. I you know wouldn't mind that. Right. And another guy, so another guy that the, that Aaron Rodgers really wanted to try to win a, help win a Super Bowl for was Jimmy Graham. And Jimmy Graham is only a year younger than Mercedes Lewis. For some reason, I thought there was a bigger age spread there. So Jimmy Graham be 34 years old this year. He had now, understandably so, because he's getting up there in age and he does not have the speed. He had the lowest number of receptions and, and receiving yards since his rookie season. He only caught 38 balls. But 23 of those were for a first down. He had three touchdowns. So I wouldn't call that abysmal. No. Uh, he, you know, he, he didn't – he had some ball security issues at times. But, you know, the the tight ends were kind of the bookend. If you want to look for some kind of a, you know, potentially meaningless thing from this season, the tight ends were the bookend of this season. So Jimmy Graham catches the first touchdown in week one against the Bears to, to help seal the win there. And then Robert Tanyan catches a touchdown against the 49ers in the conference championship game, which then, or not Tanyan, Jay Sternberger catches a touchdown in, against the Niners, which seems to set the table for him to be the future. And we'll talk about Sternberger next. Um, but Jimmy Graham has been the, you know, the biggest topic of conversation as far as tight ends go because he is under contract for next year. So I looked it up and he's scheduled to make. He would be scheduled to make 11.7 million next season if he doesn't restructure. But if they, if the Packers cut him, uh, it would save 8 million. It would count 3.7 against the cap. So they'll make a decision on Graham. Uh, he put that post out on Instagram a couple of weeks ago, which seemed to sound like you know he may or may not be looking to come back. But then I think did he come out or did his agent come out and say that he's definitely looking to play in 20? Somebody said it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know the Packers said it. So. Um... I don't know if it was um, Guttenkunst or um, LaFleur in in their press conference was asked about Graham and and they made it clear that they they didn't say what they're going to do with him but they said oh no he hasn't he hasn't told us he's going to retire so but the bottom line is Graham's not Graham is not going to be on this team next year I just don't see how he would be nah, because no, because he no. can't if he if he was able to I make and reasons why he won't be on the team. Well, there were, I mean, I can tell you what my biggest one is, and my biggest one is is that if you're Jimmy Graham's height, and I know that your athleticism kind of wanes as you get older, but if you can't make the leaping catches anymore and you can't do the little things that kind of put you a step above and make you the matchup nightmare, 
and you're slow, then how do you expect your offense to move forward if you're going to bring that guy back? No, you can't. I mean, listen, he had a great career, most of it, you know, with the Saints. Um, did a little bit in Seattle. It was a, it, you know, the Packers took a chance and it didn't work with him. And and you know, he had his moments. He had his moments. Like I said, the Bears game, you know, the opener. Um, and I thought, oh, okay, maybe this is going to be, maybe he is, maybe he, he does have one last hurrah. Not really. Uh, he was good against Seattle. He had, a, you know, made some big catches in, in that game, which was nice, but just not enough of it. Um, too many, more bad than good. And for that, like I said, they're going to save, they're going to save $8 million under the cap. That could sign you the linebacker that you need. That could sign a, a tight end, a wide receiver. $8 million can go a long way mm-hmm. in, in, in helping this, this roster. Um, yeah, there's, there's just no way he's back next year. Well, $8 million basically gives you your entire rookie class. Well, I, I, well yeah. that's it. pays for your draft class. Huh. So right. there's, a lot of, there's a lot of reasons. But then, you know, Graham could also who, – who knows? Like, you, you make a good point about Gutekunst. You don't know how he feels about Graham. And if he just says, well, if Graham's willing to restructure, why not bring him back? The quarterback loves – you know, all the reasons that uh, may or may not matter. I don't want him back. I don't want him back. I mean, I, you have to move on at tight end. You have, he's just not the guy anymore. I mean – if you bring him back, you have to play him. I mean, you're not going to bring him back to be the third guy, right? So the future at tight end is Sternberger and I think either another draft pick or a free agent signing. I think that's they'll be your top two. Lewis will be your number three blocking guy. And really that's all you need. They like to keep four sometimes, so maybe a Looney, maybe a Tanya, I don't know. Right. So Graham is one to watch. That's going to be, you know, something as as we move into free agency, which is going to start in March. Right. So we're about six weeks away from that. We may get more clarity on that sooner than later, as far as Jimmy Graham goes. But well, they again, can some any time, right? Yeah, they can. Yeah, they can. I uh, so the it was because that was the pre June first number. Right. So if they if they let him go or they release him now, the, I think. Um, I don't know when the new league year starts. I think it's in... March 15th, I believe, 16th. It's, it's the middle of March. So then I, I think they might have to wait till then. But no, no, you can cut him anytime. Or, or maybe they can cut him now. You can cut him. I mean, uh, you know, you can release a guy. I think anytime after tomorrow, after the Super Bowl, right? You can't uh, sign but I mean, you can... Yeah, because you can start negotiating. Like, they could also re-sign any of their free agents. Any of their own guys, yeah. Um, I, I think bas- it's a little different than basketball. Basketball, literally, like the day after the the right. the, the, comp- the championship ends, you can start signing guys. Whereas football, you got to wait till the the certain right. date. Right. The legal, you can sign your own guys anytime. The legal tampering period, as they call like, it. Like like the Packers can announce Monday that they've re-signed Ryan Balaga, or they've re-signed Tyler Irvin, or anybody anybody else. They, they can announce that they can do that whenever they want. I mean, most guys. Don't do it that soon because you're negotiating. You know, the player starts with a high number, the team starts with a lower number, and then they talk and talk and talk and generally meet somewhere in the middle. Right. Right. So that would. So there's more to be more to come on Jimmy Graham. You know, I, I think that I think we both are in the same camp there, where it's like, look, you got to move the position forward. So yes. I mean, one guy that so Graham is technically under contract. Mercedes Lewis yep. is not. One guy that is not under contract, but he's an exclusive rights-free agent, is Robert Tanya. Robert Tanya, to me, is a solid special teams player because you need tight ends on special teams. He only caught 10 balls. He hurt himself in the Dallas game. He made a really nice catch, but then he hurt himself, and he was out for several weeks. Finally came back, only caught one touchdown. 
this is a guy that everyone, you know, big Bob Tanya, everybody loves to talk about him, but his ceiling is, is not that high. And so beyond a special team, solid special teamer, I don't know that you're counting on him to take any big steps forward or be anything more than he's been the last two seasons, right? I agree again. I, I, it's funny we keep agreeing on this stuff. Um, I want to argue with you a little bit, but I can't. Uh, uh, no, yeah, he's he's a guy. I mean, he, he's a feel-good story. Any time an undrafted guy makes your team, it's it's a nice thing, and they, and and you give the guy you know his his credit for doing that. It's, it's not easy to make the team as an undrafted guy because they have no investment in you. You know, I mean, a guy gets drafted, they hate to cut you because they did spend a draft pick to that makes them look bad, you know? Um, but when you're undrafted, it's easy to cut. So, no, he made the team. He's Again, if he if he's on the team, it's because maybe Lewis has lost it or maybe or obviously Looney wouldn't be able to, to do the job. But, I mean, he's going to have to really show something or the Packers are going to – or the guys they add aren't – I mean, again, I, I find it hard to see him on the roster next year. Well, that's interesting. See, I think he'll be back because he's a guy that no, – well, here's why. Two two reasons, and they may not be enough for most, but I I just think if you're going to keep – especially if they want to keep five tight ends. Oh, they can't keep five tight ends. That's silly. But they might. You never know. That's I mean, so we've seen – for that. Well, I, I would rather uh, – I'd rather – I was going to say I'd rather they keep an extra – I would hope they have an extra receiver. Um, you know, myself. I, I, but, but we've seen Packers teams. Who wants players? If, if, if you're telling me that there's that five tight ends are going to be better, then, then they're then they're really weak somewhere else because I'm, you know. I, I, yeah, I that's that's exactly what I'm, that's exactly what I'm saying. But I we've seen. I mean, year to year, it's not a, a copy paste year to year, I and mean, they do strange yeah. things. And it's you know, it's Lafleur. We're still learning how he and he and Goot work together and design a roster and. But even if they're going to keep four, you know, if, if Graham is not back, and especially if Lewis decides he's not going to return. That's what I said. If Lewis doesn't come back, then Tanya's got a chance. But if Lewis comes back, I think it's going to be hard for Tanya. Again, I expect them to sign and or draft one. Mm-hmm. I think they will. Yeah. I think they will. There's two guys. So Austin Hooper and Hunter Henry are two bigger name tight ends that are free agents this going into this next season. So, you know, they're not going to come cheap, but – They've got eight million dollars that they save from Jimmy Graham, and they they don't bring Graham back. Then they might be able to make some noise there. But yeah, oh, they're. Sure I want Hunter Henry. Well, they'll address it. Hunter Henry, he's just a name. You know, that's that's hurt. just he's just a name. But yeah, he's I been hurt. I loved him in college, but he's always hurt. Well, everyone loved him in college. He was mocked to the Packers, and he was one of those that a lot of a lot of, you know, whatever year he came out, a lot of Packers fans wanted him drafted in the first round. So, but obviously. He's had some injury issues. He can't stay healthy. Packers, yeah. we've gotten the Packers have gotten away from that. They've been lucky, you know that they they stayed healthy this year and they stayed healthy because they got guys that are healthy. You know, you sign a guy that's always hurt. You can't complain when he gets hurt. Right. So uh, for me, well, for, for me, uh, being being being, being a uh, what am I? What's the uh, exclusive rights free agent and knowing the offense for me is kind of like Tanya's already kind of. You know, up in the count at the plate, if you sure. will. So he's got, you know, he's got a shot. But this goes. I wouldn't be surprised if he's. I mean, like I said, it, a lot depends on Lewis, and a lot depends on Looney. 
and a lot depends on where and when they draft a guy or if they sign a guy. If they sign a guy, that guy's making it. Right. right? Yeah. They, especially if they sign a Hooper or if they sign a big-name guy, he's definitely making it. Um, I think they might go the other I, – I, I don't know. Who knows what they're going to do. But even if they sign a mid-level tight end kind of guy. Well, you know, I, I can tell you right now, it, I already can see the writing on the wall, which is for the draft, which is Packers – Nation, Twitter, what draft Packer, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. If the Packers don't draft a an, a linebacker or a wide receiver with their first pick in this draft, this the whole fan base is going to melt down. If they take a tight end with their first pick, <laughs> but wait, see, this, and this is why mock drafts this time of the year are rank up there as the most idiotic things I've ever. I I don't look at it because they're 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 stupid. Yes, of course the Packers need a wide receiver or a line, or a middle linebacker. But what if in free agency they sign Amari Cooper and um, Littleton from the Rams? You mm-hmm. still want them drafting a wide receiver and a linebacker? Right. Of course not. They fixed that. They fixed that. Changes. Last year I wanted a, I wanted this time a year ago I would have said yeah the Packers got to draft you know an outside linebacker. But then they signed Smith and Smith, and guess what? They still drafted an outside linebacker. So who knows? But um, you know you, you can't even I don't even think about the draft. Other than, you know, I look to see who I might like, but I don't even think about who's taking who until you see what teams do in free agency. Well, this just goes and, to and, show and, and let me say say this. The NFL does it backwards. That's the one thing the NBA has over the NFL. The NFL should have the, the draft should be next month. Oh, I agree. Draft. They always say we want to build through the draft. We want to build through the draft. Then have the draft first. Fill your needs in the draft, and then what you don't get in the draft, then you fill out in free agency. But they do it backwards. They do the free agency first, and then have the draft. Yeah, it, it, and it changes everything. Well, if anything, last year, if it last year showed us anything, it's that Gut, you know, Gutekunst and his staff might already have their guy, and it doesn't matter where he falls or where he sits. They're drafting him because that's basically what they did with Rashawn Gary. I'm convinced if they had the second overall pick, they were taking Gary. So I mean, they, different than last year. This year is though. Well, very, yeah, very. But I'm saying if they've got their guy, then right. you know they they just they don't care because the jury is still out on the 12th overall pick this year. And and I, for one, as a longer time Packer fan, I'm kind of I'm starting to get a little leery if they're picking in in the top 15 because I have not seen the Packers hit greatly on a pick like that. Depends on how you grade the AJ Hawk pick, but. You know, they haven't had that very often, but they draft Tony Mandrich in 89. They draft Hawk 5th in 06. They draft, you know, and they haven't been, fortunately, they haven't had to pick there much. That's the difference, too. Picking at 30, though, as as good as these guys are and doing, they do their homework and all that, you have no idea who's going to be there at 30. Right. 12, you can guess. You can say, eh, we got a pretty good chance that one of these three guys are going to be there. At 30, you don't know. No. You don't know trades are going to happen above you. There's going to be all you. You have no really. I mean, you could list like maybe six guys and hope one of them's there. Once you get over 25, you're essentially like basic. You're you're essentially in the top of the second round. It's it's that much more iffy. Well, not 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 just no. You can get a good player now. Don't you? Great players have gone late, but I'm saying you don't know who's going to be like. Sometimes you get pleasantly surprised. Sometimes you think. Oh my God! We had this guy ranked in the top fifteen, and he just fell, 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 and we got lucky and got him at third. I mean, 
They didn't think they didn't think they were getting Aaron Rodgers at twenty four. I was just going to say, do you think? Yeah, do you, you you know, like that quarterback from Cal guy. Yeah, speaking they, they, of which, and way off topic now, but uh, there's been a lot written and talked about as far as whether or not the Packers should start looking at uh, building the quarterback position. Oh, I've so. been I've been the king of that. Yes, they should. But as far as so, I mean, as far as Tanyan goes, I think that's a that's a quick conversation there. I mean, he's I think unlike uh, Bayless, I think I'd be very surprised if Tanyan's not at least in training camp. Oh, be camp. Oh, absolutely. Why not? But the future of this of this team, and it was one of the few bright spots of the NFC Championship game, was Jay Sternberger catching a, t- a touchdown pass because he had only caught his first ball the week prior against the Seahawks. And he didn't get a big role in the offense as far as a pass catcher, but he got out there, he was blocking, he's a good blocker. And so Sternberger, to me, has got, if he can stay healthy, has got a chance to be a big part of this offense moving forward. I don't know if you felt the same way. As far, I mean, it's a very well, limited sample size, but it was encouraging. He was, when the uh, last year's draft, when the draft was over, uh, the guy I was most excited about was, was Kay Sternberger. I thought that, I loved him. I thought he was the second best tight end in the draft behind Hawkins, who went 11 or whatever overall, 10 or 11, whatever he went, wherever the Lions took him. Um, I thought he was better than Noah Font. I thought he was better than Irv Smith. Um, I'm not sure who else was in that mix, but I thought he was—I really did. I thought he was the second best tight end. Um, Packers got him in the third round. I was thrilled. I thought that. I said, "Wow, this is great." And then the kid got hurt in preseason, and it ruined it. This mess. It, it was like a, the year was like a, you know, or like a redshirt year for him almost. I mean, he did come back, which was nice to see him come back at the end, and real nice to see him catch a touchdown pass in a playoff game that can only help his confidence moving forward. Um, but no, I think he's again. I think he's going to be a very. I think he's Mark Chamore to, to make. I mean, it's a. It's a it's a lofty um, comparison. Mark Chamore was a great Packer for a lot of years, but I think he's that kind of guy. I think he'll catch some passes. I think he's a he's not just a down the scene, you know, like the modern day t- tight end. He this guy can block a, a little bit for you. Um, and, and and you saw it. They were using him at fullback in the, in the playoff games. Um, you know he was he, he was he was throwing lead blocks for Aaron Jones, so he can. Yeah, I think he's he's the future at the position. And that, again, I think they're going to add another guy who is more that modern day, you know, run down the seam kind of guy um, to to pair with him. And then you're going to have a the Packers. You know, then then all of a sudden this offense could look look pretty good. Well, no, imagine I, I'm very excited about seeing Jay Sternberger develop and what he can do for the Packers in 2020 and 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 beyond. Well, imagine if Sternberger reaches a ceiling that some people have for him, and you end up getting a tight end who I'm not going to compare him to Jimmy Graham, but you get a tight end that produced, right. produces like the Packers hoped Graham would, and then you've got another guy who can also catch passes and block, you know, and then you've got hopefully you've built a couple of additional wide receiver weapons. I mean, this offense could could really be, and, and what's nice about it is, and now I'm getting like way off the rails here. <laughs> is that by the time that happens, we could theoretically be looking at a situation where we're easing a young quarterback into an offense that at least has a ton of weapons around him, yeah. and does he doesn't have to be great right away. And so maybe it's not, you know, maybe the Packers don't have to completely rebuild and and you know suck for a couple of years because there's a quarterback no, transition. You know what that, I mean? No, I'm with, again, we agree, and. And I really believe 
what the Packers did last year on defense, you know, they spent they spent big money on on three starters, you know, Smith, Smith and Amos. And then they drafted Gary in the first round. You know, they, they spent a lot of resources to fix the defense last year. Mm-hmm. I think I think this year the defense, you know, you can't ignore it because they, they need a middle linebacker without without question. And I, I would sign one. There's a bunch of them. And I would definitely sign because I want a veteran. I don't want a rookie middle linebacker. I, I, I really don't. I want a veteran that's not going to make mistakes and stuff. But then you can spend it. I, I, I think the Packers first, if they sign a middle linebacker, in, in free agency. I think their first three picks should all be on offense. Yeah. I, I would be fine with that. And one of them being a tight end. Yep. Yep. And and I you know, I said in jest, but listen, I trust I trust this scouting department, I trust the GM, I trust trust you know if they pick a tight end in the first round, I have to I have to believe it's a good pick because I trust what they're doing and they've made good decisions so far. By the way, Mark, just to kind of close it out here, um, and then I'm gonna ask you we'll do one more thing about the Super Bowl. So it's official, because we've talked about it before a couple times. It's official. All the guys in Cleveland that came from Green Bay are out. So, And that doesn't mean that they failed. Uh, you know, all yeah. of them failed individually. The, you know, the, the, the ownership, and real quick, the ownership in Cleveland and, and the leadership there has been in question for a long time. But here we are. You know, for those of you out there, again, Elliot Wolf, John Dorsey, Alonzo Highsmith, all those guys right now are looking for jobs while Brian Gutekunst is still, you know, coming off of an NFC championship appearance with the Packers. So this is another lesson in like, hey, sometimes, you know, as much as you say what you will about Mark Murphy, but sometimes they get it right. Listen, I've never said a bad word about Mark Murphy because I don't uh, – I got we, and we went into this a couple weeks ago. I mm-hmm. mean, I think the guy's done a heck of a job. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, both his hiring of his general manager hiring and his head coach hiring and and the, and the system he set up, it's, it's working. I mean – no, the Packers didn't get to the Super Bowl. They, they played an awful game against the 49ers. But to go from six wins to the NFC Championship games, that's a pretty good step. That's more than a step. That's 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 a couple steps. So now again, if we're having this, if we're doing this again next year, in a year from now, we're we're doing this show and the Packers didn't make the playoffs, then I might think I know there's something different going on. But I I, I don't see that. I, I see this team. Getting better and better. I think they, like I said, I think they fixed it. It's a, other than the quarterback and the kicker, it's a pretty young team. Yeah, they are, and they've got a they've got a promising defense, and they've got guys locked up for a couple of years. So I mean, they, we've got at least a chance for the next two or three yeah. seasons, at a minimum, to hope go into a season hoping that they're going to make the playoffs. Add a couple weapons to the offense, like we just said, a tight end, another receiver. Yep. All of a sudden, things look, you know. And that's going to make the other guys better. That's going to make other, you know, when 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 you add guys, just like just like the defense, you know, like when you add Smith and Smith, well, that makes other guys better because they're causing so much havoc that it makes it easier for for other guys, you know, you know, whether it's a defensive lineman or another linebacker or whatever. Um, same with receiver. If you add a good wide receiver, Lyon Lazard's better now because he's he's. He's, he drops down a notch, so he doesn't have to be your two. He's your three or four now. So he's getting covered by a you know a dime back instead of a, a starting corner now. So he's going to be better. You know, if you had a big time t- tight end with Sternberger, you can't. I mean, the defense can't cover everybody. You know, you can only double team 
one guy or two. You know what I'm saying? Like the more weapons you have, it makes all it makes everybody better. Devontae Adams, as great as he is, would be even better if he had more help with him. You know, Aaron Jones will run better if teams fear the pass more. Man, it's hard to imagine that. That's that's <laughs> I'm a, just saying, you know that's a great that, that's a great thought. I I love it. I I'd love love for that to happen. So I mean, as far as the tight end position goes, we're gonna get some. We'll get some more answers on that in the next couple of months, at least. But but Sternberger's the future, right? Yeah, of course, of course. And as a third rounder, if he if he you know rounds out and turns out to be really really good, then the value in that pick be, could become one of the, the steals of the 2019 draft. So no, yeah, great. So as far as the game tomorrow, Super Bowl, uh, any predictions? You got the Niners and the Chiefs. I think I. I'm hoping for a good game. I really and just because I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna watch it. I want to be. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning toward the 49ers. Um, don't don't ask me why. I'm just I'm just leaning toward the 49ers. I, it's, I mean, it, it's two contrasting styles. Obviously, you have one team that's going to run, 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 and the other team is going to throw, you know, 50 times probably. So that'll be interesting to see. You know the. Just what what works better? I think San Fran's defense is a little bit better than Kansas City's. Um, if they can contain Mahomes, you know, take away his deep his, his deep threats a little bit and make it make it a little bit tougher on, on Kansas City. Uh, but I, I mean, but listen, I'm not counting Patrick Mahomes. I'm, I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. So I got to find some prop bets or something. I don't think I'm going to bet the game. No, I won't either. I just, I, I, I actually lean towards it. Finally, we disagree. I, I lean towards the Chiefs, and the reason why is because where is Kansas City really fast, and where is if there is a, a, a slower spot on the Niners' defense, where is it? It's in the secondary. So, I think you get Tyreek Hill and you know some of those faster guys out in space against San Fran's secondary, if you give Mahomes any kind of time to throw, he's gonna he's you know, he's got the arm, he's gonna make the oh, I think it. I think it's if nothing else, I agree with you. I think it's gonna be a decent game. I don't think we're gonna see a clunker like we saw last year, ten to three. You know, it's it's gonna be better than that. But you know, I, I wouldn't mind and I, I, I Andy Reid with his ties to Green Bay, I wouldn't mind seeing him finally as a head coach get his first Super Bowl. You know, it would be uh it, it would be kinda cool there and, and I want everybody wanted to see the you know hundredth anniversary a rematch of Super Bowl one, but it wasn't to be. So if one of the two teams had to make it, why not get there, right? Or why not why not get over the hump and and make it happen? But we'll I'm, see. I'm 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 rooting for uh, Matt Lafleur's brother. Right. Well, teams that win the Super Bowl um, typically tend to have their their coaches plucked, and there might be a reason why the Packers have not yet. Um, Hired a new wide receivers coach. Well, they just got, they just fired the guy, so that's one reason. But well, who 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 who, who, who you thinking about? Well, there was, just, there was yeah, there was just some thoughts that that well, you know, is his contract up or not? I don't know, I don't know. And his contract but, but, isn't up; they're not letting him go. They wouldn't let him go last year. To match yeah, him. they wouldn't. They don't have to let him go necessarily. But I also think that if if the Packers are offering a position that is no, considered a step up, nope. no, doesn't matter. Eagles wanted to interview Mike Kafka to be their offense coordinator. Can't well, so let me ask you this then. So when the Packers, so if, if a coach's contract is up, they're free. Then you can hire them. Well, but, they're, but then how did the Packers block other guys? How would you block somebody whose contract is up? 
No, if the contract's up, you don't have to block them. Their, their contract's up. But if you're but if you're having to block somebody, then that means you could make an offer for a guy that's under contract. The other team can just say, no, we're not letting him no. go. Well, yeah, they won't even let you talk to him. Right, right. Like I said, Kafka, for instance, the Kansas City's quarterback coach, Mike Kafka, yep. the Eagles asked permission to interview him for their offensive coordinator's job. And Q says no. We're not giving you. We're not. We're not. We're not giving you that allowance. Right. So they moved on. They went. You know, they had to go somewhere. Well, they actually haven't hired anybody yet. But I thought uh, there was. Yeah, I thought there was some. I don't know. And, and that's wrong. I think that's that's. I think that's wrong. <laughs> I think if a guy like you said, I think if a guy's getting a promotion, he should be allowed to to get the promotion. But that's the way the rules are. Too Mike Holcomb used to do it all the time. Holcomb blocked the guys a few times from from moving up. Right. Well. I, he, his staff staying together paid off a lot because oh, sure. they were. I'm know, not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that it's, they're playing by the rules. That's the rules. If right. You know, league has rules. I don't blame teams. Now, obviously, you sometimes like the Packers let Jason Simmons, their their D backs coach. They they let him go to Carolina. They didn't. I mean, sometimes if you're if you want, you know, it depends on the guy and depends on on the team. I mean, if that's why I'm, I'm a little surprised the Niners didn't let. Mike LaFleur joined his brother last year. I mean, that was kind of that's kind of rough to not let. You know what I'm saying? Your your brother gets a head coaching job and you don't let him go work for your brother. You know, that's I was that was a little that was surprising. I thought, but um, nothing surprises me in the NFL. Yeah, and so you know this the Super Bowl may end and I can't obviously, but I joke. But it, the Super Bowl may end in a tie for all we know. You know they they well, love they love about that. <laughs> they love. They love to shock us, so who knows? But it's a Packers show, and so we got to end it out the right way, Mark. So another good conversation. We'll do this again in two weeks. I assume it'll be a topic related to the offseason in some way, shape, or form. So enjoy the game. You can find Mark's great work over at Packer Report. You'll find some of my work over at Cheesehead TV. Everybody enjoy the Super Bowl. And as always, one last thing to do, go Pack Go.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.